tetragrammaton. Start by thanking you so much for making such great music. Thanks to you. And you've been inspiring me forever. But the music, it's like everyone is different. I try. It, to me, it feels like it keeps getting better. But the fact that it's different and that you have the confidence to follow what's inside is very inspiring. Not so many artists do. It's few and far between. Thank you so much. I try. Yeah. You can I, hear it. You I try it. always. Yeah, that is yeah, different. Yeah. That every time is different. I think that this is the only way that this real to every moment. Because every moment is different. Mm -hmm. We're changing all the time, right? So I think that at the end of the day, music has to be a reflection of that, of every different stage in life that we are. I think that the project is going to be different too. I think it's what's natural. I don't know. At least for me. Yeah. And yeah. your, I imagine your influences keep changing as time goes on as well. See, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you get turned on to something new and it's exciting. And yeah, I find that when I hear new things, it gives me not so much that I want to do it what they do, but it allows a way of looking at things in a new way. Mm -hmm. You know, it opens a new door mm -hmm. for us to go through. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, describe the difference... The three albums are completely different, I would say. Mm -hmm. And tell me the process of each one. Start with the first. Well, that's a very difficult question to answer. Because again, I think each one represents a different moment. I think that the first one, if I'm not wrong, Los Angeles. It was 2017. I was in Barcelona. At that time, I was, I think it was eight years that I was studying flamenco, traditional flamenco. And then I think that what I learned with my master, Chiki, I felt like I had to give it a shape, like a music shape, like a record shape. And then I just did that. Also, it's very demanding. Flamenco is so demanding. It requires a lot of focus on that and, and a lot of energy. So while I was studying that in, in college, I would do the those recordings because it's what I would learn in, in college with my master. So I would be like, yeah, okay, I learned this melody. Let me let me try to change this or that. Let me dress it different. Let me shape it different. But at the end of the day, those were the melodies that my master was teaching me. So basically, I met Referee, which is a, a great musician and a great producer. And then we just did that album. It just happened. We played one day, we, we played in this club, Elio Gabal in Barcelona, and then we just did that. It just happened. At that time, did you imagine you would be a traditional flamenco singer forever? I don't think so. I think it's part of who I am, because that's my foundation. But I don't think that I'm just that. Because I feel like my life, I think it's dedicated to music, to learning more music, and to, I think that what I do, the projects that I do, a lot of times are about like love letters to different styles, different music. And I think that I would love that in the future is like that. 
And it's been like that. So I think it wouldn't be Fidel. ¿Cómo se dice eso? Pero no exactamente. No sería... I wouldn't be... No sería fiel. Faithful? Yeah, faithful, exactly. To myself, if I would just decide to be one thing. There's people that maybe they are just one thing. Maybe, I don't know. In my case, though, I don't feel like that. Did you know music was going to be what you wanted to do forever or no? I think so, yeah. Always? Yeah. Mm. Since I was eight or nine years old, I decided I wanted to make music. I decided I wanted to be on stage, though, performing, but I didn't know I want to write or I want to produce, I want to make music. It was with time that that happened later. But I always knew that I wanted to be a musician, a I think. And a musician, yeah. a performer yeah. and a musician. Use my voice, which yeah. I didn't know that is like an instrument. Maybe the first one, I don't know. What's the first time you sang in front of people? Mm, with my family. Yeah, I was eight years old, I think, or something. Seven, eight years old. What was the music that you would hear in your house growing up? The music that I would hear, it would be mainly rock. It would be... Queen, Bob Dylan, Super Trump, Bob Marley, um, Janis Joplin. Yeah. And would that be your parents' music? Yeah. yeah. That would be what my parents would play on the car. Mm-hmm. My mom, she used to, when she was younger, she used to have a radio. Apparently she said that. And that she would <laughs> play uh, records that she would like. And I think she would always love David Bowie. She would always talk to me about Janice or David Bowie or artists that she would like. And I think my mom, she always loved music. My dad too. He liked Bob Marley. Yeah. What else did your dad like besides Bob Marley? He would like Queen. He liked Freddie Mercury. Rock. Yeah. They would listen mainly rock. That's why I think that when I was a teenager, I was like, eh, like I didn't want to do anything like, I think, too close to that. I was more like interested in electronic music. I wanted to do something different. And the more I grow, it's crazy. The more, the more, more I go back to that and the more I, my love grows for that, that music and those artists. For rock music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you think earlier it would be like rebelling against your parents to not do yeah, rock? Exactly. <laughs> like to, to have your own music. Yeah. I think that Los Angeles has some touches because of the attitude yeah. That Raúl has refereed, or I would have in like that that energy, that moment. It makes sense for the both of us to make it sound like that. But I think that at the same time, I wanted to do El Mal Querer, which is more electronic, and it was otra propuesta, a different pro- proposal. Yeah, tell me about the world of music that you grew up in, be outside of the house. Mm. What was the music? I don't know anything about Spain. I've been to Barcelona one time. Yeah. For um, my city, I came to see the first show. It was a Radiohead concert. Yeah. The first show for OK Computer mm-hmm. was in a club in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Maybe about a thousand people. Right. And I came for that just because I loved them so much and I wanted to see it. Yeah. So you traveled to Barcelona? Yeah. 
Yeah. How did you like it? You liked it? I was there for 48 hours. So I was there enough to like it, but not enough to really know it. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, in Italy, a little bit more time. Because it's really, it's really beautiful. I think it's a very beautiful place. I think yes, it's very and alive. Gaudi and, you know, architecture, fantastic. And the food, everything. Yeah. I really love that place. So tell me about the music that mm -hmm. was going on around. Mm -hmm. Like, if you went out to listen to music, what would it be? I mean, when I was... Ex For example, 17, 18, I was going to jam sessions, right? So there would be a lot a lot of flamenco or tablaus. There would be a lot of flamenco. There would be like traditional, traditional music from there. There would be... Flamenco is popular in Barcelona, still like a main kind of music, not like traditional folk music. It's hard to say because I think that it depends on where you move. If you, for example, if you are in the street, it definitely sounds. Like, it, it's a music como que es parte de la calle, you know? But then, it depends, like, it depends. There's a lot of people that they love como más música que es más rapeada, like, music that is more where people rap. So there's a lot of that. I was I grew up with that, too, with my friends listening to music that would come from here. So definitely would be those two then. A lot of jam sessions, people would be rapping, people would be playing saxophone, people would be playing jazz, people would be playing bossa nova, so many styles. That's what I remember the most. Mm -hmm. And so jam sessions with live instruments, yes. people playing live. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I would spend a lot of time studying in college or preparing to, to go to college or jam sessions. Yeah. So when I would go out, That for me would be go out. I'll go to those places, those clubs, those bars where we would we would just play music. I would study standards and I would go and sing it. Even my English wasn't perfect. I would study flamenco and then at some point in el tablao they would say, subete. And then you would just sing. Cantas por bulerías por lo que sea. Like it would be every time different. And there was this component of improvisation that I think I, if I learned something about improvisation, it was there. Yeah. Or El Jamboree, where there would be jazz sessions. Makes sense. Yeah. So the first album is primarily, I'll call it a modern flamenco album, but primarily vocally flamenco, no? I mean, guitar and voice. Yeah. Mainly, yeah, guitar and voice. I wanted that it was like that. An acoustic guitar and voice. Yeah. Yeah. Una, una guitar, bueno, guitarras españolas. Yeah. Yeah, Spanish. And then the second album sounds nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, because it's crazy. But when I was 16, 17 also, I would go to raves. Yeah. And I would go to the club. And that's how also my, my voice got damaged because of going out and smoking and drinking and singing loud on a Saturday when it's too late to be doing that. And then my voice got fucked up and then I had to get surgery. Wow. Yeah, and then go to through a process of um, recovering my voice. For a year, I couldn't sing anything almost, just recovering. And then for almost six years, between my 20 to 26, I would study with this woman, Dulce Cortez. She would teach me arias. I would study that. So then I would get very interested with classical music too. Yeah, so all kinds of music. And were you studying it with the idea of This is something I want to do professionally in terms of opera, or just I want to have this ability, the ability. For, for whatever you want to use it. Yeah, the ability to yeah. be able to use my voice with freedom. 
just being able to do whatever I imagine I would love to be able to do it with my boys. I think that I'm still on that path of yeah. how can I make my boys even freer. And that's why I'm always interested in studying any style, yeah. vocally. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on the second album is, uh, I guess it's a more flamenco-influenced lead vocal, mm -hmm. but the, it has you singing a, a, like a loop behind it. Mm -hmm. Fourth song on the album. Yeah, de aquí no sales. De aquí no sales, right? Yeah, I love Yo that one. Tanto. Is that, that one, no? Is that one? I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a really good one. Mm -hmm. but, but again, it feels like the voice became, now the voice wasn't just the lead instrument, but it was the textural instrument as well. Yeah. And that was new compared to the first album. Mm -hmm. And I like. I think that Pablo had, uh, El Guincho, had a lot of experience sampling, right? Doing samples. And I think that that was, his experience in that was so, so amazing and so, ¿cómo se dice? That it really added to the process of executing this El Malquerer idea with somebody to me. He's the best one in my country doing sample, sampling. He's the best to me. And I would listen a lot of uh, electronic music. I would love James Blake. I would be obsessed with him. I would listen a lot of different electronic music and I would be obsessed. I would be like, I want to do something with flamenco with this style, with these melodies, but arranging it different and using colors that I don't think I have heard this way. And that's why I, I did El Malquerer. Yeah, it's very, very modern sounding, different, futuristic, and unlike anything I've heard before. And then, and oh, this is another interesting good sign. <laughs> what? When, when your second album came out, friends of mine, great musicians right. like if i said the names you know great musicians that you like <laughs> some were like second album came out and some of my friends were like oh no the first album was so great why <laughs> it's like why and then when the third album came out other friends oh, were like, one was oh great. no the second one was the good one so i think you're on to something good when that happens yeah because yeah. then it's like exactly people are trying to hold you in the in their minds in the past yeah and the fact that it keeps happening yes and when i hear it each one sounds like it's getting better it's a good sign <laughs> i love that you say that it's thank true. god that you understand it that you're like exactly yeah and and i would say the last one hmm. is my favorite and it's the one that Theoretically, I would say on paper, I am not supposed to like I feel because you. it's it's the poppiest of them. One hundred percent. But and, at the same and time, it's, it's not. And I don't really yeah. listen to poppy music, right. but it's so good and it's so interesting and it keeps changing. It forces you to pay attention because it's never the same as what you might think someone else's record that sounds anything like this might sound like. Mm -hmm. It never does the regular. Exactly. It's always innovating and we always try. changing. The intention is that. Yeah, you feel, I can feel it. I feel it. Yeah, the intention is that. But thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, another pop album happens to also be from Spain is the Tengana, the red covered album. Right. Sí, sí. That album. Madrileño? Yeah. Yeah. That album blew my mind. Blew my mind. Fantastic album. Mm. I think that 
when I hear you talking about some people liking more one album and then you, you do another project and then they liked the one the previous one before more. I think that as fans, it's usual that you get disappointed because you get attached to something, right? And I think that artists, we, we have to, I think, if we're staying true to who we are in every moment, I think we get used, we have to get used to disappoint at some point our fans, yeah. I think, because they probably gonna expect something continuista. And when they don't get that, or, or maybe they think, I know the person, I know the artist, I know this, I know this sound, I know that is familiar. So you you hold into that, right? Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, it's inevitable, I think, inevitable. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable, that, that deception. But I think as a fan, it makes you grow. The artists that disappoint you are the ones that make you grow as a fan. It makes you grow in the way you listen to music. Because there's so many artists or albums that when I listened first, I didn't enjoy it. Years after I go back and I'm like, exactly. So it takes time to process certain things. For sure, especially yeah. if the context of, of what we expect, when it changes, right. we're expecting to hear more of the same yeah. and it's new. Yeah. And at first, it can be jarring. Exactly. And the context changes everything, definitely. So Absolutely. I think, yeah. But I would say because you've done three now that are all different, in a way, your audience is, is going to be ready for wherever you go. It doesn't mean they like wherever you go. Right. But at least it won't be a surprise of yeah. like, oh, no, she changed. Exactly. Because you're always changing. Exactly. Because that's the constant that yeah. they're going to find, yes. that it's always changing. So... At the end of the day, that's who I am. I'd rather take the risk of disappointing or not connecting. I'm a huge fan of yours. And you say, at some point, you said something like, just because, as an artist, just because you do the, the album or you do the project, just by doing that is enough. You're accomplished, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly... It's successful the minute you... Exactly. The minute you finish, it's, success, it's a success. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I agree. Or I should say, the minute you say, okay, you can... The world can hear it. Exactly. You can't control their reaction. Exactly. But you get to make the thing that you believe and yeah. true to you. Yeah. And I think that that's enough. I feel like that's more than enough. That's a blessing. If you're Absolutely. capable to close something, finish something, and feel like that's exactly what I had to go through. And I think that I try to make music from this place. Yeah. Of course, there's like a desire, y la ilusión of connecting. Of course, there's that. But even that exists is not what lo que me mueve. It's yeah, not the drive. It's not the driving force. Yes, it's not the driving force. Yeah. It cannot be if it it's was. Not, yeah, when you make something great that you love, it's great. And then if someone else likes it, great. Great. And if they don't like it, you wouldn't change it because yeah. to make it so they like it, that exactly. defeats the purpose. Exactly. It's a gift. If they enjoy it, that's a gift. Yeah. 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 And so far, you've had good results in that you've changed and people have accepted the changes. Maybe not everybody. Yeah, but, really? but, yeah. then, but that's another part of it is that in the change, yeah. the new people come. Yeah. And that's okay. See, I think so. Also, probably when you are older, your audience is maybe not the same as when you're younger. Yes. And I guess that that's just normal. That's just life. Or when you change and somebody 
just como que se aparta de ti. Separate. Yeah, that is life too. Like your friends sometimes are not the same. My friends from childhood are not the same as now. And that's just life. Yeah. Yeah, it's growing. Hmm. It's growing. Yeah, with some friends you grow together, with some friends you grow apart. Yeah, and the, there's beauty in accepting that, I think. Absolutely. You're trying and to change. You mentioned David Bowie earlier, and I would say David Bowie continually changed. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're following this trajectory. Yeah. Feels good. He's an inspo for me. He's an inspiration. I love como tan camaleón, how camaleón he was. Yeah. He was so changing so much, and he would even make music about that. And I think that I connect so much. I love him. Do you have any ideas of what the next phase is going to, what a direction? Yes. I have a whole note uh, in my iPhone so long. I have to scroll, 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 scroll so much to get to the bottom. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I always try to like write down everything that uh, I feel in the intuition that I want to go there. And those notes would be more stylistic notes more than lyrics or sometimes a lyric or a... An image. How would you describe the notes? The whole thing. Everything. Yes, I have written. I've written about lyrics. I've written about how I imagine the show to be. I write about ideas of type of arrangements I would like to try. I write down, yeah, everything that comes to my to my head that it has to do with the the project. So we talked about the first album to the second album. Now, from the second album to the third album, what was different in the way you approached it? I think I definitely didn't want to repeat what I found in El Marqueter. I think also that I found the sound while I was working in it. Yeah. Yeah, while El Marqueter, I was clear about how it had to sound before I did it. And so Motomami, I think it was more about, more playful, more enjoying the process and making it part of the project, the fact that I was enjoying it. Great. The fun, the sense of humor. The, you can hear it. See, yeah. like other things that maybe in other projects, El Marquerari was much more solemne. Mm -hmm. Solemn? Yeah. Muy como con peso, like very... Yeah. Serious, solemn. Very serious, yeah. But the subject was serious. So it makes sense that it, it sounded like this or it uh, the lyrics were like that, etc. So I was like, let me write lyrics different. Let me do it different. Let me do this even arrange different, let me try to produce different, let me try to think it different. Really trying to <laughs> intentionally separate from the previous one. And I think it took me three years because I wasn't sure I wanted to do that jump. As you said before, right? You said, oh, you wanted always to be a una cantaora, to be a traditional singer. I think that that, I was like attached somehow to where I, where I come from, what I've learned, how I build myself as a musician. But then I think it, there was a point where I had to do this jump, I think. And I think it was like, either I do it now, why do it in 10 years? And yeah. I think that now I have the energy, so let me do it. Yeah. And I just did. Where do you think the confidence to continually change comes from? Because I think many artists would be afraid especially in success? Uh, that's a dif difficult question. <laughs> maybe my sister, she's here, maybe she would say better. Or my mom, because they know me really well. 
they would always say that when I was growing up, they would always say, you're very brave. You're very brave, you're very brave. So I think that that probably is part of my personality. Yeah. I like I like when things are a little bit risky. I like to be in that place where I'm like, I know I'm about to fall. But maybe if I don't fall, then I, I go somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I really I really like the, that feeling. That's exciting. That's an exciting feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. Si. My favorite too. <laughs> yeah. I like. Exactly. It's very, very exciting. Where would you say songs come from? From God? From above? Yeah. They're written already. Tell me about your um, spiritual connection. I think that these men said it really good. Let me see if I pronounce it right. Man Ray? Right. He said, I don't know if I want to say it right, but something like that. He said something like, creation is divine and reproduction is, is human. Every original is created like from, from divinity, yes. divinidad, right? But every reproduction from the original is, is like a human thing to do, yeah. you know? And so I think that when I make music, I think a lot about God. And I think that I put myself in service of God. I, I like to think that I'm in service in the studio. I'm in, in service, I put myself in service of whatever the energy has to be on stage. I always say that to myself every time before I go to, to the stage. I'm always like, I'm gonna be a channel, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a channel. I'm gonna be the most open as I can so this energy flows through me. So I put myself in service. And I think that God's the best artist. Is, is the best, como se dice? Um, where I learn the most. And as humans, we probably have done this forever, right? We've been like, como se dice, um, tambor. The sea is the, the, the best drum. You know what I mean? El yes, mejor tambor. the rhythm of the ocean, the rhythm of the waves. Sí, that's, yeah. that's the, el, el, el tambor original. Yeah, or the heartbeat. Or the heartbeat, yeah. or our voice, which is a gift. And that's como, that's the beginning of everything. These these people from Nueva Guinea, if I'm not wrong, um, they say that the best music is the one that comes from the trees, the birds. So they listen to the birds, and that's music for them. And I think that we are always constantly, God is is so present, and we can always make music if we just even just look around or listen, you know, a little bit. You don't need too much, you know what I mean? You just sit and listen, yeah, and there's going to be music. Attention. Yeah. Pay attention. It's all, Music's already it's all there. around us all the time. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel it. Also, that's why I think I try to, to be open to all the styles, because I think that as humans, we try to like find new ways of, of, of making things or... or we make music in different ways, right? Like there's these these people that they think that the music is from the trees, is is nature. But then there's other people, John Cage, right? That he would make just una partitura del silencio, but because it's in a context of a concert, it's considered like that, right? It's considered music. So how amazing is to stay open to whatever music, however music is gonna shape, however music is gonna 
happen because there's infinity of ways it could happen. Absolutely. The same way that there's infinity ways of being a human being, right? And it seems to me crazy when people be like, oh, this style or this other. Yeah, it has to be like this. Right? right? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Mm. And then, yeah, when I listen to your music, I always felt like you don't have prejudice and, and the way you create. And I really feel connected to that. I love when people create from a, a place of no, no judging if there's something better or worse, which I, I guess that you are like that. It's just everything's different. I, I don't think you can exactly. even compare art, other, you know, different art against other art because thank you <laughs> they're just different exactly so then awards wouldn't make a lot of sense no sense right you can't do how how can you say somebody's music is better than somebody else's music yeah. like <laughs> you know artist right. artist a's music is like artist a artist b's music is like artist b claro. artist a's music isn't better music b's artist uh-huh. do, do you know like that yeah. like you can't yeah Judges. Yeah, we each make our own best work. Claro. And it's like it's like saying uh, in every moment, my diary entry is better than yours. Makes <laughs> no sense. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's my experience. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, competition is a strange thing. I don't. I don't feel very much of it in anything. I just want to make the best thing I can make. I may feel competitive with myself mm. because I like to keep pushing forward mm-hmm. you know if you make something really good and then you make something not as good doesn't feel good to you mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but as far as anyone else goes they have nothing to do with it it doesn't make maybe it doesn't feel true yeah to where you are or who you are in that moment maybe that's what yeah. doesn't feel right maybe yeah. that's why it doesn't feel right yeah. i don't know yeah but i know that if you keep it that's the other thing was with the relationship between time and the, and the music mm-hmm. is when you make it it's a representation of where you are in that moment. Yeah. And if you're willing to work on it until it can't be any better, right. there it is. It's yeah. done. You know, like it can't yeah. be anything else. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You could work on it for two more years and it'll turn into something different, but then it'll be Something different. Yeah, it'll just be exactly. a different time, yeah. you know. But it's te- tentador. Tentador? Uh, it's tempting. Tempting. To you could always be like spinning around an idea or something to try to find it a different way. Yeah. It's, it's like and it's, fun. it's okay to do. Yeah. Like sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes you have to go past it to know, oh. Claro, exactly. Yeah, that, the, that last one was really good. Exactly. Sometimes in the moment it happens, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's very obvious right in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like we, there's no rule to any of it. Yeah. It's either getting better or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's but then, experience. But if it's not, then it's maybe getting better for the process, right? Because then you go back. You yeah. know that you have to go back. That's what allows you to know. Yes. Okay, I had I have to go back. Yes. Which I think that is very um como que muy positivo too. Yeah. yeah. I anytime it starts not feeling all that it can be, I mm-hmm. always go back to the last time that I really love, you know, the last version mm-hmm. that we really liked. Yeah. And Maybe that either that's it or that's the new starting point again. Yeah. It's like to see where else it could go. Even if we put a lot of time and effort since then, mm. that doesn't matter. Right. All right. that matters is that it works. You know, like mm-hmm. some, I know some people think, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this to it. Yeah. And then that's going to make it better. 
That's mm-hmm. the thought. Mm-hmm. And then they do this, this, and this to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not better. Right. But in their mind, they're like, well, I did the things mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So check those off the list. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. And it's not as good as it even was claro. before, you know? Yeah. Because a process, a creative process is not about checks, no? Not I mean, you all. can do a list of things you want to do yeah, or something, yeah. but, but it's sometimes not that. you do the list and then you listen, and it's like it's not better. <laughs> right? Sometimes it's be- sometimes it's way better. Sometimes yeah. it's not better at all. Exactly. I think you you have to find. I mean, everybody has their own process, eh? but to me, I always say to myself to, f- to follow the intuition. So sometimes my intuition will say go this way or go this other, and then that's where I go, and that's it. But I think that. Sometimes people question, they ask me, like, how do you, when do you know that a song is finished, right? And I never know how to really answer that. I don't know if you have a, any better answer because I would love to know what you think. But to me, it's very difficult to answer that. I'm always like, I just know yeah. that it feels right. Yeah. So, and I feel anxious every time I listen to it, I know it's not finished. Yeah. When I can hear it in peace, my, even I feel it in my body. Yes. That is relaxed. Yes. And and even my ears, the way they open, like it's a physical feeling even. Yes. I know that it's right and it's finished. Then boom, you're finished. That's a good point. So much of it is not intellectual. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a feeling, it's emotional, and it happens in our body. Yeah. I feel and it in my body. It. You feel it. Yeah. And you can relax into it, you can find peace in it, or you could find excitement mm-hmm. in it. The energy that you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excitement to it, exactly. See. Usually I I find if I'm really excited to play it for a friend, Mm -hmm. it's a good sign. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And do you feel like the way you hear it, it changes depending on who you're playing it for or depending if you're playing it right? Absolutely. Why is that though? I don't understand. Just is. We hear it different in, in the presence of other people. Yeah, I agree. That's why I send the, my music to my mom by email. Mm. <laughs> instead of instead of looking at her face? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, because maybe I don't know how I would feel. I don't know. I never did it. I never showed to her showing it in Try person. Try sometime and see. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll try. I, what I like about playing music for other people <laughs> is not necessarily so much for what their reaction is, mm-hmm. But what's going on in me while they're listening, I hear it in a new way. Yeah. I have a different relationship to it exactly. when someone else is listening. Another point of view. See, yeah, it happens to me too when I play for other friends. It does It does happen when I play for friends that are artists, they're musicians. I have a different way of listening it. Yeah. Or when I play for my sister, she's my best friend, and I, I play for her and I have a different uh, way of listening it too. It's crazy context. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is magic. The whole uh, the creative world is so uh, none of it necessarily makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's really it is fun. It is. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's just like that. Yeah. Do you think writing has to be personal? No. Could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think anything can be a good excuse to make a song. You know. So I think that if you have a, an experience that it's a good excuse to start a song, then that's what you use. If you don't have an experience, then maybe you, you use fantasy and that's what you use. And I don't think that there's better or worse material in order to write something. I think that 
the point is to to do that to do that the the right to just write right yeah. i think yeah. that's the work point. through it yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah if the story is yours if somebody else's story if it's nobody's story if it's everybody's story yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no and also doesn't matter if anybody helps is fine yeah. I, my my feeling is some some people are very can some artists are very concerned with i did this myself it's like mm. all that matters is that it's good yeah <laughs> it, exactly if it's good everybody wins yeah it's all good everybody's on the same team exactly who cares who did what I think just producers care, you know, about what other producers have done, about other writers have write. Like, it's just, it doesn't really matter. I think, but but again, that requires being humble. You know, that requires being humble, I think, because if you're on service of the song, the music, or whatever you're doing, the project, however you want to see it, I think that then it's not as important how it happens to be done, of course, with good intentions, of course, but it doesn't really matter. It's more about getting there. Yeah. 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 And you say too, I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan. And you say too, no, like like that uh, it's it's about the best idea getting picked, no? A hundred percent. It's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. You've been a master for, for a long time. Where I always read your quotes, send it to my sister. My sister send me your quote because she read it. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. It's like, yeah, I love how you think. I think it's always been um, very present uh, for me. When I go to the studio, I remember a lot of times, like uh, knowledge that I learn through reading or listening to you. Where does inspiration come to you besides music? Where do you find inspiration for your work? In everything. In my grandma cooking or my grandma explaining something. In Pedro Almodovar's movie. In, I don't know, reading Maya Angelou poem the other day or seeing like Monet uh, painting. Like, like everything can be, like anything can be a trigger. And yeah, it's true. See, I feel like nature is, is very inspiring too. I think all kinds of shit, everything, it can be like a, a, an excuse to start. Yeah. Yeah. My sister definitely talking to her, being with my friends, having conversations in the studio with people that I admire, that I love, and talking about even just talking about the process that we are, where we are, why we're doing this, how are we doing it, this, that, showing different references to each other. I think that that, the conversation helps definitely with the creative process too. And I think that making music a lot of times is is a conversation with other artists from the past, what has been before you, what has been there, other artists around you, just a conversation, I think. Yeah. All we are is the sum total of everything we've experienced in our lives. So yeah. nothing really starts with us. It's Kla. always, we're always part of a lineage, you know, we're uh-huh. just a vehicle to move it forward. Yeah. And God is the first one, no? It's the first thing, no? Mm. Yeah. And and then todo lo demás viene después. So sometimes, I don't know what do you think about this, about... Todo, es una, todo tiene un antecesor, antecesor 
simply there's always something before, right? Yes. There's always something before. Yes. So what do you think about the concept of apropiación, for example, which is something that is so common nowadays that people talk a lot about it? Yeah, it's. A, I think it's an impossible idea. It's crazy. I mean, the only reason you right. make something like something that someone else has ever made is in tribute to that. It's, mm -hmm. it's never, you're never undermining that thing. You're shining light on it by doing something like it claro. because you think it's so beautiful. Yeah. Or something that is inspired in. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can be inspired by anything and it's mm. only good. And a lot of art is, is being created from other art, right? Yes. So at the end of the day, that's like the origin of things because everything is created by something that it was created before yes or 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 with the knowledge that that was that thing before or that person or that energy or that thing so yeah i think that hmm, i understand that people have como a feeling of pertenecer belong pertenecer but i think if they feel that they don't understand it mm. i no, think but it's a misunderstanding I've been thinking for a long time about this. I, I, I was always curious, like, what would you think? Because to me, I'm like, I understand that feeling of belong, or the pertenecer, but I think it's different, the feeling of possess something. I never felt like I possess anything, even anything I've done. Because I don't even feel like I, I necessarily done it yes you know what i mean yes 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 so so you're yeah. part of it but it has its own life <laughs> it has its own life exactly yeah. and the Every way style, you relate everything. to it and the way other people re relate to it mm -hmm. even that's not the same claro you know you can write something and know exactly what you're thinking mm -hmm. and then someone else gets to experience it and mm -hmm. they have their own experience it has nothing to do with what's in your head mm -hmm. it becomes new when someone else experiences it exactly Imagine. It's not the same thing you made anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Even that. Yeah. yeah. It's always changing. Yeah. It's always changing. It's always changing. Exactly. And again, the, all we ever make comes from somewhere. It doesn't start with us. It's always starting somewhere. We're always inspired by something. Mm -hmm. And through our filter, we find the most interesting combination of, you know, Yeah. This experience from th from today and this experience from 20 years ago yeah. and this thing that I saw in a movie one time yeah. and the thing I overheard at the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. All of those things combined together to make this new thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why maybe we should never be afraid of uh, the creative process, I think, because if you understand how powerful it is that everybody's different and everybody has their own combination of all these elements, then you'd always be able to do something unique. Absolutely. And when something is unique, no hay fallo. I don't know how to say that in English. No hay, there's no mistake. There's no room for, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no room for f f fucking up. ¿Cómo se dice? Yeah, mistake. A mistake, yeah. yeah. There's no room for that. So I think that we should always be open to whatever, however it has to be, depending on who we are. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Even, I will even say, if you tried to directly copy what someone else does, it's going to be different when you do it than Even. when they do it. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, a human exercise. Yeah, if you look at the history of music, the Beatles wanted to do music like Motown, like American mm, music. Claro. 
it doesn't sound like it. Exactly. Or Rolling it sounds Stones. like the Beatles. Right. You know, Led Zeppelin wanted to do American blues music. Claro. It doesn't sound like American exactly. blues music. It sounds like Led Zeppelin. And thank God, no? Because, yes, yeah. it's the, because it sounds like who they are. Claro. And who they yeah. are, it's like if you write a a script for a movie and give it mm -hmm. to five different directors, you're going to get five different movies, exactly. even with the same script. Exactly. We each have our exactly. own way that we do the things that we do, and it's always different. Mm -hmm. What's it like playing a, a song comes to life in the recording studio, you record it, and then it lives on in that people listen to it, but then you play it on stage. Does your relationship to the songs change through playing them on stage? No. Same. Yeah. If I love a song, I love a song. My love for that music doesn't necessarily grow or no. Maybe I'm not in touch enough with, with how it's changing, but I don't feel it. Great. Yeah. I think that however I see it once it's finished is how, I, how it feels. Yeah, that's how I see it. I don't know if with time, I don't feel any different from when I did. If you do a song from the first album now. I feel the same way. I was actually doing the plata. Yeah. Yeah, in this tour, in a, a Motomami tour. And I feel like I, I maybe I was trying to sing it a little bit more, more open if I could. I was trying to sing it this and that, but but not the way I see the song. I just distorted a little bit more the guitar to make it feel a little bit closer to how was the energy in Motomami, and that's it. Mm. I didn't necessarily change how I feel about the song, though. Mm. Do you have to think about it when you're singing, or you just say it just is like automatic? When you say think about it, what you mean? When you're in the song, are you thinking about what lines come next? Are you thinking about, or yes. are you experiencing the song as it's happening? Depending on the night. The nights that I'm, I'm more in my body, the nights that I'm a little bit more in my head, um, when I'm in my head, I try to go a little bit back as much as I can. And most of the time, I think that um, I focus, especially in the plata, for example, I, fo I focus on the, the feeling of openness or the feeling of, of of just finding finding a good feeling in moving. The movement, I think it's so... Key. Like I think the more I grow as as a musician or as a performer or, or however you want to call it, the more I find out that movement is the key. Mm. I think that uh, before, when I was studying, I think the teachers would focus a lot in being on, on key, singing uh, with the right... The right note. The right note, the right this, the right that. And no lo descubierto, I haven't discovered till long, too long maybe, how important I think is movement. When the movement is right, there's no right and wrong though. When the movement is in its center, I don't know how to explain, the energy. When the energy is there, the movement is there, and then the sound of it, it's there. So the more, the looser I can get on the movement, the better it always sounds. So you feel like if you're physically connected to the music in the way your body's moving, then vocally it's going to be better. Yes. Which is not going to be perfect. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It no. doesn't mean that that night maybe is going to be the most, the pitch is going to be the best, but 
most of the time it is. Mm-hmm. And it's re- it really makes a difference. So I try to focus mainly on that once I've really processed the lyrics, once I really know each line, like the intention of each line, at least the intention I understand in each line, then I think I just start to get lost in the body. And that's what I've been, como que transitar. That's what I've, I've been, where I've, where I've been in this last tour. Mm. Tell me what the tour is like. Like, what's the show like? I've never seen you live. The show is a show that I think you can enjoy from different points of views. Like, if you see the show from the screen, is a different show. If you see the show looking to the stage, close to the stage, you're gonna f- find another show. If you see the show from back, 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 but looking to the stage is gonna be another show. So I think that there's a show created having in mind that there's gonna be a, a big number of people and trying to have in mind to be generous with the experience that we're gonna share with them. And I think there's not a lot of props. There's not a lot of, especially in the, the Motomami tour, there was not a lot of things on stage. Mm-hmm. There was no fireworks, there was mm-hmm. no fire, mm-hmm. ta, ta, ta. but it was more focused, I think, on the on the emotion and on the... Is there a live band? No. No band? No band. You're on sta- stage by yourself? Yes. Wow. With dancers. That's amazing. <laughs> there's eight That's dancers. That's better. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to see that. Thank you. Um, there's eight male dancers. There's a a huge screen on the on the back of the stage, and but before it wasn't like that. There was just white, a white, uh, white canvas. Mm-hmm. And there's no band. By the way, a lot of people were pissed off that there was no band, and I was like, "Damn, I'm singing my ass off for almost two hours. Yeah. I'm playing the guitar. I'm playing the piano, yeah. and you and I'm dancing so much, and still you <laughs> complain about not being a band." <laughs> It actually <laughs> sounds better without a band. It just depends on the... <laughs> <laughs> no, just sonically, it can really sound good if you don't have a band because it it's already, really it's yeah. optimized to sound good. I it's mean, hard to make a band sound good going from venue to venue, night to night. Yeah, which there's beauty in, in that, um, como se dice, in, in that challenge too. Yeah, yeah. But I think it just depends on the project. Absolutely. So, right? So I think Motomami, there's not a band on, yeah. in the studio. Yeah. To make this album, why is it gonna be a band on stage yeah. to play this album? Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. To me, it's so obvious, but it seems that for other people they miss that. But I think it's the attachment they could have to how they have experienced concerts. But to me, I think that a concert co- can be so many things. Absolutely. Yeah, a concert can be so many things. So it doesn't really matter how you present it. It's more about did you get the feeling. Did you get did you get any energy when you went? Did you yeah. go home feeling different? Because at the end of the day, that's my my main goal when I create a a performance is that. The energy. The energy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm so excited you didn't have a band because <laughs> I was sure you were gonna say, Of course I have a band. Oh really? I, yeah, but I'm so happy you don't. You really thought yes, that. Yes, because it's the unexpected. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Oh wow. I'm, I think that I'm gonna have a band at some point, but I'm sure at some when, point when it makes sense. Yeah. When, when it makes sense. In the early days of hip hop music, mm-hmm. the the music that came before the music that we made mm-hmm. was made by bands because mm-hmm. the people who were making the records 
that's how they knew how to do it. Claro. But if I went to a hip hop club, there was no band playing. Exactly. It's a DJ, maybe drum machines, but mostly scratching and DJing. Exactly. So I started making records that's, that was scratching and DJing and drum machines and those kind of records. And live, it would be a DJ scratching, sometimes a drum machine. And then over time, as hip hop became bigger, some of the artists started bringing bands on the road. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's just something else. It's like, it's like going back to mm -hmm. some old thing. Mm -hmm. Like there was this whole revolution right. to, to bypass and that. Get to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when in the days when rap groups were opening for rock groups mm -hmm. or band groups, mm -hmm. even though the rap groups were the opening acts, they always sounded better than the rock groups every time. <laughs> Just because the nature of... It's inevitable, yeah. Yeah, just technologically, it could sound really good. Yes. And it did. Yeah, and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, I think that a band has a presence that, I don't know if you want that, depending on the project, right? It depends. Because, it depends on what it is. Yeah. But I also, to me, it can also create a sense of, makes it dated, mm -hmm. you know? Right. I think depending on how you use it, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that yeah, there's no right or wrong way to do anything. See, just... yeah, it depends on how you do it. But I think that, for example, having a man on stage, it's definitely going to be a presence and it's definitely going to be an intention. It's going to be something that you, you, you play with that, you present that. So I think that in my case, I just wanted to present something different. I wanted to be more centered in movement. Also, it made more sense with the type of beats. Those are reggaeton beats a lot, are like reggaeton drums. So those drums, I don't necessarily feel motivated to listen in a instrument that is acoustic played on stage and try to like get a good sound of that when it's already sounding good like that. Yeah. Also, the origin of it again, as you say, you know, was the las fiestas que se hacían en Puerto Rico with this type of music. As you're saying, is there's somebody que está pinchando. Yeah. There's not like a band playing those type of beats. So to me, like, it's it's obvious. Like, yeah, that there are going to be moments that a band, it's perfect for an artist and a project. And there are times that no. And that doesn't make it a better concert or worse concert. By the way, there's so many ways of making a concert, right? At the end of the day, a concert, what is a concert? It's a social moment, no? It's just a so, un acontecimiento social. So there's so many ways of approaching that. And I love the idea of going against any expectations of what we think yeah. it's, it has been in the past. Exactly. How cool would it be to go to a concert and yeah. have it feel like an experience you never had before? Yeah, I actually think best. that's the goal. That's best. The, yeah, that's the goal. Tell me what type of um, music you listen to now. I listen to a lot of music in the shower. And I, uh, I've been obsessed for a couple of years and trying to listen to all Nina's uh, discography, la discografía de Nina Simone. And I've been listening to... Nina Simone's unbelievable. Yeah. Like... Unbelievable. There's something that every time I don't feel really good, I play her albums and it warms, warms. Yeah. My soul, like yes. the way he the way she sounds, and the way she plays. There's something about the decisions she makes that it just me desarma, it, uh, guard down. Yes, me desarma. <sighs> like I really, I really love her. 
and I've been listening to her a lot. Aretha too, Aretha Franklin, right? Yeah. I've been listening to her a lot too. I think that when I travel, it makes me listen to music depending on where I am, mm -hmm. trying to understand better the place that I am or trying to get closer to something that I, I don't understand yet or something. And I think that with them, I've been trying to listen now more, more of Aretha because naturally I would listen more to Nina. And of course they are so different, no? But there's just, I admire so much the way she sings Aretha Franklin, but I really, really, really feel how Nina Simone makes music. Yeah. I was very lucky to get to see her play live one time in New York City at um, wow. the Beacon Theater. And I didn't know that much about her then when I got to see her, maybe when I was in college. Mm. And she had not been in the United States for many years. And she came out and she played, the first song she played was uh, Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair. And it was staggering, mm. unbelievable, mm. <laughs> unbelievable. Mm. And someone in the audience yelled, welcome home, Nina. And she got up and started screaming, I am, this is not my home. Africa is my home. And went on a, a wild rant. And it was just, I never saw anything like it. It was so cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I saw her um, never, never perform, of course. I saw the, ¿cómo se dice? El documental. Yeah, documentary. Yeah, documentary. And it just, I just got that feeling of her not being understood. No, yeah. como like a general feeling of this woman was on earth sharing so much, being so generous and still not feeling like seen or understood enough. And fuck, like that, that just, como que me tocó. It was very inspiring to, to know about her story. Do you ever feel not understood in what you do? I think I feel very grateful that I can make the music that I truly believe in and that I can actually connect with a lot of people by creating projects. I think that I focus more on that than in anything else, right? But at the same time, there's definitely, I don't know why, but those, the people that they don't see you or they don't understand, yeah, they are there too. And it's really impossible to ignore, right? Just to be like, no, that I don't see that. Of course, you, it's impossible to not, come on, not acknowledge that that exists, yes. right? So I think... But you can't change <laughs> for that. Claro, I mean, but I cannot, I don't know. I feel like um, for some people, there's artists that maybe they like, they like fighting more. They like uh, confrontation more, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a Libra. I like when things are chill. Yeah. I don't like confrontation too much. Yeah, you know, so when I, when I find that my... It's not even me. It's more like the projection that, or, or the idea that some people get about me, persona pública, or, or however they wanna, however they see, whatever they see, the confrontation that they can have with that, or, or the negativity that can be in this type of thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that is a place or something that triggers me to create. I know there's other artists that they, they find something in that. And I, I could say that there's lyrics that I've done where I've had 
some of that, I used some of that energy to be like, okay, I'm going to change this energy mm -hmm. and I'm going to darle la vuelta. Mm -hmm. But it's not one of the best, I think, places to create from. It's not yeah. the most fruit como... No, it's, it's lower vibration. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I understand that other people, I don't know, like there's other artists that are more más polémicos that they like más la guerra. And I understand, but I don't think that it's my story or it's me. Yeah. So I try to focus more on on the positive and on the on the love, if that makes sense. Yes, I think also when people see you differently than you are, it often has more to do with them than it does with you. Exactly. It talks more about them, what they need to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that also as an artist, sometimes the thing is re relieving to think, okay, I'm whatever you need me to be in this moment. Mm -hmm. I'm this mirror where you're going to see what you need to see. I'm going to be this sound that, that you're going to hear what you need to hear. When people don't understand my lyrics, sometimes they say, oh, her diction is not really good, blah, blah, blah. And they don't understand the lyrics. Sometimes I, I even think, oh, maybe that's not bad. Maybe that's not bad because then it's so, um, it's ambiguous, you know, ambiguidad, that makes people hear what they need to hear. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think that nothing is... No hay nada por casualidad. So if, if that's who I am, then that's who I am. And I hope that they find what they need to find. I'm not trying to change it so much because I guess that it's natural to try to be like, I want to be seen. I want to be understood, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, I think that I, I rather focus on, I want to know who I am. Yes. I want to be like, you know, focused on, You're going inside, not going outside. Yeah. yeah. More going inside. More yeah. like, I know what I need to go through in this moment, and that's what I'm going to do. And I hope that they're going to find what they need to find in that. Absolutely. Mm. That's fantastic. <laughs> what type of uh, movies do you watch? What type of movies do I watch? I watched the other day this movie, very beautiful. I'm so bad for the names. I forget words so easily. Billy, how much did Lucas do? La película que ya que tú me Yeah, this movie Close. It made me cry so much. Dios mío. Hacía años. That was years. It was years that I didn't cry so much. I think since I was a teenager and somebody broke my heart. This movie, oh, qué bonita. From this French guy. So close. Yeah, from I'll Lucas Don. Oh. I swear you have to watch it. Fantastic. You, no, you don't have to watch it, but I think no, that, you will, good. That, that you will love it, I think. And you cried upset or cried? No, relieving. Yeah. I cried like, fuck, there's too much beauty in this. Yes. You know, like it's, there's too much beauty. Um, but I love, I don't know, like I love movies that has, I don't know, como Tarantino, ultra violencia. It's, it's very interesting too. Or I don't know, like something that I'm, not used to see in my day-to-day, -day, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's it's very interesting. Or the channel just energy that I'm not, is not where I am most of the day. Yes. Or uh, Pedro Almodóvar, I love how he sees we women, how, she, how he sees la energía femenina, how he understands it and how he explains it. Or, or the culture from my country. And I, I love to see his point of view. See, but I love series too. I've been watching um, Succession. I'm not seen. Oh, I've, been, I've been watching this show. Very interesting. It puts me a little bit in tension. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah. I feel a little bit uh, tense when I watch it. I don't watch it necessarily the whole episode. It, sometimes it takes me moments. Yeah. Um, but I don't like to feel tense. <laughs> I don't. I don't pick things that make me feel scared or tense. I try not to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so horror movies you hate. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch. Yeah, I don't movies. watch it. No, but I I'll watch Tarantino movies yeah. even though there's violence and I don't normally like to see violence. It's different though. But yeah. But something with him, it's always like with a wink or camp yes. or uh, yes, sense of humor. It feels as much like commentary about the violence as the actual. Exactly. It doesn't seem like it's exactly. brutal. Yeah, exactly. Or, or or it's too much where it's like a cartoon. It doesn't. It doesn't feel personal. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel... It's true. It doesn't feel personal. Yeah. It feels like you're seeing his point of view all the time. Yes. How he thinks. I mean, at least, I don't know, your interpretation of how he thinks. And I, I think that uh, there's always like, I don't know, it's not like violence that I cannot handle. Yeah. It's just like something that in the way he does it, very, very tasteful that I, I can't handle it. Yeah. When sometimes when it's too much, I'm like, no, no, no. Have you seen his new book? He's got a great book. No. Yeah. Cinema Speculation came out at the end of last year and it's great. See? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. About him explaining how he thinks. Talking about his, uh, the movies that he grew up watching, his relationship to movies. Very okay. beautiful book. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. And your, the movies that you like the most? Uh, probably old movies. I don't. I don't watch so many current movies, but mm -hmm. I watch old movies. And and I do watch the new movies. I watch are. Do you know a uh, movie? M U B I. It's like a streaming service, like Netflix, but it's only cool. Oh, see, know, see, see. I've heard. But cool not art movies. See, see, like filming. Very good. I think it maybe is French. Yeah. Very good. Oh wow! I'll check. I'll check. But many of them are tense. So like. Mm. If it gets too tense, I, I stop watching. But I like seeing how beautiful they look. They really look beautiful. Yeah. There were some things that I wanted to ask you. Let me remember. Oh, I see. I wanted to ask you. Um, what do you think about the concept of, of sacrifice? To be an artist and to stay, like, connectado with your purpose and really, like, putting all the energy that you have and, yeah. and everything. T total commitment to your craft. See, that, exactly. Perfect yeah. words. Yes. <laughs> In uh, order to do that, you yeah. think that, what, what do you think is like the sacrifice, el papel del sacrificio in that? I think it's a tremendous sacrifice in that if you put your uh, craft as the most important thing in your life and it's the total focus, it's very difficult to discuss how different that is than the way other people get to live. Mm -hmm. It's like being a monk, you know, it's a, it's a serious commitment because it's not just when you're in the studio, it's not just when you're performing, right. it's all the time Yeah. because you, you're the conduit for this creative energy and there's no off time because it's not up to us, you know, as the creators, it's not up to us. Mm -hmm. Every time there's an inspiration or an emotion that comes up, we're mining those, you know, that's part of our work. Mm -hmm. So we're paying attention and we're always in this awareness practice that's just very different. Mm. And it's a, it's a serious commitment. And 
I, I'm used to it because I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> right. But I would say it's not for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And I think most people think of it as, oh, it's all a big party. And right. it's not. That's know, so it's true. Not. That's so true. Actually, so many people think that it's like being an artist, like hee hee ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. It can be though. Yeah, there, there's definitely moments of that. Yeah. But it's not, it's not based on that. It's based exactly. on this commitment to uh, whatever it takes to be great. So you think that commitment... Okay, so excellence requires commitment. Commitment requires sacrifice. That's how you would think it? Yes, and but, but I don't think about the sacrifice so right. much. But yes, right. it, it certainly exists. It certainly exists. Mm -hmm. But there's sacrifice in everything we do. Even, not even just commitment. There's always sacrifice. Mm -hmm. In every decision we make... Yes. There's another path that we didn't take, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I ask it because I think that for how I was raised, I think that the concept of sacrifice is very present. And I think that you can, you can get excellence and still, and still can have joy, still have You can have joy. Yeah, and I think that but sacrificing... you can have joy in sacrifice. Exactly, exactly. That's what I think. Because sometimes I think that people think about sacrifice in a way that it has to be, de una manera como like, that it doesn't have to do with joy. And I think that you can find joy in in that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's if, you're, if your highest intention mm -hmm. is being of service... Yeah. That gives joy. Sacrifice is part of accomplishing that joy of sacrifice yeah. the, the joy of service yeah yeah exactly it's it's a spiritual concept yeah see also i wanted to know what's your point of view about this i think that a lot of times socially is much easier to think about men that are cre creadores cre creators that are men men yeah that are excellent in what they do as genius, right? The concept of, of genialidad. But then when it's about uh, female or women, I think that it's more about, oh, brilliant, but not genius, right? It's usual that- That's interesting. Yeah, it's usual that I think that socially you can tell like how the way people judge women's work or judge men's work. So I'll be like, hmm, what's the reason of that you know i'm i'm the, the origin i wonder what's the origin yeah, yeah. i don't know so but i, I yeah. know that anytime there's a label whether it be genius or brilliant it's not really helpful <laughs> you know right. like the labels don't make anything better even to i mean yeah, just even to me, man and woman i i definitely acknowledge <laughs> men and women as different mm -hmm. But I don't think in terms of if we're making something, it, it doesn't matter if the man made it or the woman made it, if it's claro. something, I mean, other than maybe a baby. Right. <laughs> where it, it yeah, makes yeah. a big difference. Mm -hmm. But in general, we're all, again, everybody's working together for, for this purpose. Mm. I'll say I've worked with some women musicians in the past who have felt an extra need to be in control in a way that maybe some men artists don't feel. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like it, from my point of view, seeing it from the outside, it doesn't seem necessary. It feels like it's taking on extra work for no reason, mm -hmm. not 
to make it better, but like to prove something. And there's nothing to prove. I think, <laughs> I think it cannot be nothing to prove, but I think that that comes from the fact that socially, I think it's easier to celebrate como, como men, como creadores o, o profesionales de cosas when they are professionalized. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to celebrate men doing things great than, than women. Socialmente. And I, I just wonder because sometimes my sister and I, we would talk, we talk about this, no? And it's like, what's the reason? And that makes men maybe feel that difference and makes men, men move in a certain way just because of that difference too. And I think that men are very, the men that I've met as artists, they're extremely obsessive and they can become so great at what they do because of this como compulsivo, like very obsessive. While women that I've met, that they create a lot of times, I don't feel that, that compulsion, that obsession. I feel it's more about, it's more natural, the creation for women. There's not this need of control that, that, that you would be talking about. For yeah. me, I think that some women can be worried about how things get credit, how things are explained, the narrative, because maybe the narrative hasn't been fair enough for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. But, so I understand, for example, when people would explain me that, that Bjork would fight nobody, I don't know if the, the word is fight, but she would be like very, she would give a lot of importance to the credits, right? In order for people to understand la creadora that she is. But, Actually, in the process of creating, male energy is much more controlling to me. Much more controlling in the in the actual creation. It's interesting. Maybe it's the men that I've met, though. Maybe. They are great at what they do. They're like, yeah. like beasts, amazing. Yeah. But I feel more, I don't know, that there's just something more very organic and not trying to prove too much and just creating by nature from women yeah see and i i don't know there's something about that that i was like i'm curious about what he thinks yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's interesting i would say that early in my career i was more controlling right in the beginning but only because i didn't have as much experience to see as big of a picture mm. so from you know when i first started making things i felt like i had a vision for how to do it so that was the right thing right But that was just one know, way for no? the first couple of years. Right. But once I saw, oh, other people have great ideas too. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. you're still more open. Absolutely. Right. So maybe, and I think many people, goes back to what we were talking about originally with if people find a way that works for them, mm -hmm. they tend to stick they're with stick, that. Yeah, they stick to that. And, so. um, and I don't, I don't have that. I, I like the, the evolution and the change and the excitement. I, if I was making the same music I was making 35 years ago, I wouldn't be doing it anymore because it'd be boring. Yeah. Did that. Yeah. So the fact that it's always something new and mm -hmm. finding some new way in mm -hmm. is very exciting, much more fun. Yeah, the process always has to be different. Yeah. yeah. I think that is much more exciting when the process is always different. Yeah. 
Sí. There's no right way. That's the other part. There is no right way to do this. Yeah. It's a million ways. Sí. And you think that they all gonna lead you to different places or different ways that gonna lead you to the to one place? I think the different ways lead you to a different place, yeah. and then it's up to you to decide which is the place you wanna, which is the one you like. Claro. Yeah. Yeah, like a preference. Yeah. Hmm. I, I also, I don't know, I, I think this maybe is more of a fatalistic view that the choices we make lead us to the place that we need to get to. Mm-hmm. It's a little different than what I just said, but it's. I, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Like I think, yes, we get to make all these choices, but there's also some part of our lives go the way they're meant to go. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's some, I know some incredibly talented people who for whatever reason never had success. It's not because they're not talented enough. It just isn't, it's not in the stars, you know? Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people who, for whatever reason either, and some people just have a really good work ethic and great stuff happens for them. Or some people just happen to be very lucky and great things happen for them. And there's no rule in any of these. I will say, I know that regardless of who's doing it, if you're not willing to work very hard for a long time, it doesn't work. <laughs> regardless of any of the other stuff. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. It's it's very hard work and it takes tremendous amount of focus and attention. It does. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's not an accident. Yeah. It's not an accident. I agree. I think that there's a component the destino, fate, no? A component of that in life. Because I agree, I see I seen that too. I seen people that I'm like, why this doesn't turn in the way they want it? But maybe even you desire something a lot, that doesn't mean that that's God's plan for you. So I think that if you stay humble, if you have la humildad enough, yes. you'll understand what's God what God's plan is for you, right? And then you're gonna maybe find joy in, in that once you are there. Yes. Once you are in that path. I think I always felt that I had to to make music. So I always knew since I was very young. And I always stayed focused on that. Like focused on this is where I'm going. This is how it, it my life is. And my sister will say sometimes, like, would you do something different? Or would you, do you see yourself como doing a different having a different life and i don't think that i do i don't yeah. think that i see another option i don't see myself doing something different i know why i'm here yes so when you know you cannot look to another no Como que yo no my, mirar para otro lado. my experience was different because i didn't know i knew i would make music and it would be the most important thing in my life mm-hmm. but i never knew it could be a job i thought i would have a job Really? And music would be my hobby, of course. So I you did. started then the rec- the the label? Just for fun. For fun? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hoped to sell enough records to make another record. That's all it ever was. Hmm. And at that time, <laughs> nobody, anyone who was making hip-hop music at that time yeah. had any expectations of success because it was, no one had ever had it. But that's it why was maybe it was amazing. Yeah, it was pure. <laughs> it was just pure people making art for the sake of making art because they loved it. Yeah. And I thought I'd have a, you know, a real job. And then <laughs> I would make music in the time that I didn't have to work to support myself. Yeah, claro. But 
so that's an example where I didn't even know. I knew what I liked to do, but I didn't think that it was a possible path. That happened all by itself. You didn't thought that that was a possibility. Mm. It it happened, it revealed. Impossible. And then you follow it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And now I feel a sense of obligation because it has been so beautiful. And when an artist comes to me and asks for help, I feel an obligation to help because I feel like that's why I'm here. That's my... Right. Again, I didn't decide that. <laughs> That's how it has it been. It happened. It happened. Yeah. So I want to live up to my potential, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think if you have the blessing of seeing with clarity, I think that's a responsibility. So it makes sense that you use it and you and you live como con esa como honor, honrando esa responsabilidad, honoring that responsibility. Absolutely. It takes me forever to uh, translate. In... Okay. It sounds nice. I like to hear. <laughs> it like it takes forever in my head yeah. to translate because I think in Spanish. Yes, yes. So uh, I try to find the right words to say the thoughts in 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 English. I can feel just by being in front of you that you are where you're supposed to be and. And because of the music you've done, that's so obvious too. And even when we talk, like the way your eyes spark, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. 60. That's amazing. Like, honestly, that's goals. That's goals. To me, right now, being with you today, that's goals. But also being with 60, with clarity, and also uh, spark, como brillo en los ojos, I think that that's all I would want when I'm 60. And I imagine myself doing, making music when I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. Making music, not not my albums necessarily. If God wants, yes. But they have nothing to explain, nothing to say. I'd rather than no, not do it, not mm-hmm. do it, and help mm-hmm. other people to do them. This place is so beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love the decision that you made of not making this room too big. Yeah. Smart. Yes. I feel like the nature is much more important than the actual space where we are. Absolutely. And when, the it's, room. <laughs> when it's warmer, we have these doors open. Oh, see? So it's like being in it's like being outside when you are. Stop, really? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, A of pleasure course. speaking to you. A pleasure too.